You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your brand new tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind, brother? Echo, echo, echo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we had some uh, issues. This has been a good morning here, pal. We've been uh, we've been trying to get these echo issues fixed for the pod squad, but unfortunately, we are going to have to just roll with it. Sometimes shit happens, and today is good shit, though, Meanie. I am so uh. excited to be here with you uh, as my first uh, show co-host gig for the first time ever. You're the uh, official official. Uh, official yeah, man. Uh, yeah. New beginnings. Uh, uh, what, what's that saying? Uh, new twist on an old favorite. That's right. Uh, as uh, uh, Lane Staley once said. Uh, <laughs> Good. Yeah, Allison Chains. I like the reference. Excellent work, sir. Yeah, we had. Uh, yeah. I got yelled at by little Jimmy. Also, shout out to the pod squad uh, for joining us today. Uh, we appreciate you accommodating our schedule here. Uh, we. Um, I actually was playing some hold music. I played some CKY and then I played some Aaliyah and Jimmy, hashtag Sorison level, yelled at me. He was like, dude, play some Van Halen, bro. So I was like, fine. So I cranked Panama up. So hopefully everybody's happy with the hold music. But uh, yeah, welcome guys. Welcome to my very first episode. I got to say right off the bat, uh, I am very excited to be here to be doing this show with you all uh, officially full time. Uh, I would be remiss not to thank Josh Chernoff for the opportunity uh, to do this show and take over and fill his shoes. Uh, it's something that we've uh, kind of talked about for a little bit. It's been kind of going on behind the scenes, uh, a little inside baseball, uh, but we're happy to announce it. We're happy to be here. And I'm happy to continue uh, what you guys have been doing so wonderfully. Uh, and I'm very, very excited. So thank you all for the opportunity. I won't let you down. Uh, I'm excited to be new daddy, uh, but we're ready to rock here. Meaning, how are you feeling, brother? How are uh, how are things going over there in, uh, in South Philly? How are you doing? Uh, in the words of uh, Brian Fantana, I am hungover. <laughs> uh, had a, a few... Uh, as Dave LaGreca, Dave LaGreca calls him daddy sodas last night. <laughs> uh, daddy I, sodas. I've, been fa- I've been sitting on this case of uh, Labatt Blue mm. that uh, Big Sal from the FBI gave me, which he <laughs> uh, he bought as a rib. He, uh, we, did a, we did the Icons convention maybe two Saturdays ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, dude, I am totally bringing a case of beer to see how how bombed I can get little Quino. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess the, the thing ended, Guido didn't 
drink all of them. So he's like, yeah, you, you know, you're a blue meanie, have some Labatt blue. So I was like, ah, oh, cool. So I was like, you know what? Well, I'll just sit on these gimmicks and, uh, uh, and I was going to have them for the, uh, you know, the, the show that night, you know, I wasn't wrestling. So I was like, yeah, I'll have a couple daddy sodas, you know, during the show and why well, I sold my merch. And it turned out, you know, I didn't need to because every fan at the convention was kind enough to give me a beer. <laughs> so I was like, oh, don't twist my arm. Don't threaten me with yeah, good time. Seriously, dude. So uh, I, I was home. We were home last night and uh, we've had a you know, rough couple weeks here, uh, you know, with being sick. And uh, I was like, hey, fuck it. Let's, let's have a couple beers. So, uh, yeah, that was till 3 a.m. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I have a, <laughs> I have a podcast to record tomorrow. Oh, shit. I got to do this. Yeah. So uh, six hours of sleep, which. boy. You know, mo most people are like, oh, I only need four. Well, good for you. <laughs> you, know uh, what? you know what, dude? I used to be that kind of guy, though. I used to be that yeah. kind of person that I could go like. I, you know, I used to roll with, uh, with some people here in Westchester in, uh, Chester County and we would party all night long. Like literally I yeah. can recall one time, uh, I guess it was like February of, uh, 2010. Uh, we were at my friend Jenna's place and it was me and, and Bam and, and Chad Ginsburg. Uh, and we were all hanging out and drinking literally all night. And I was like, oh shit, it's six 30. I have to go home and get ready for class. So we drove back to my dorm to grab my book bag, went out to breakfast, and they basically rolled me out of the, the Hummer to class. I stunk like booze and cigarettes, and I was like, there's absolutely no reason I should ever be here in class. Like, there's no reason I should be in public right now, right? I, right. Left, I, got, I left the class, went home, slept for like three hours, got up, had my buddy take me back to Bam's house, and we partied again for like another, I don't know, 12 hours. And I think back to those times, and I'm like, how did I survive? Like, how did I live? How did my body physically handle those things? Because I can't even imagine doing that now. You know, like it's nine 30. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm fucking exhausted. You know, it sounds like me leaving bourbon street and going right for the airport to fly home for, from a ECW show, ECW, a couple of ECW weekends <laughs> we did in New Orleans. Uh, again, another, the culprit, big Sal from the FBI, me and him went to bourbon street, uh, maybe after November, November 98. And, um, yeah, we got hammered on hurricanes, the, the big fucking drinks to give you in the aliens. And then we we're like, oh yeah, we have to fly home. Uh, so, you know, instead of going to the hotel and, you know, getting a little cat nap. No, we, we went to the hotel, picked, grabbed our bags, went to the airport. And this was like. Right around the time the air, this one airline was on strike. I forget which one it was. Right. So, so they had to put us on another airline. And flying to New Orleans makes no sense because they fly from, like, I fly out of Philly. So I flew to, from Philly to Houston, which is an hour past New Orleans. And then you had to fly an hour back in the same direction to New Orleans instead of just flying directly to New Orleans. It's like, give me a parachute. I'll just jump the fuck out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> we're flying over New dying. Orleans so I can fly back to New Orleans. But yeah, dude, we went from Bourbon Street to the airport. They put me on the new airline. I had to fly to Houston and I had a six-hour layover oh, in Houston. God. And I'm fucking bombed. And I was like, 
I could take a nap at the airport, but I don't want to oversleep and miss my flight. And then it's even an even longer delay. And then I don't know if they really charged, you know, fees back then. Like, you know, back then you can like keep partial tickets and cash them in for future flights and stuff like that. And they, they nixed the shit out of that. I'm sure. But, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it just reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, I could probably do stuff for four hours and then like be, that was like, fucking 20 years ago well right yeah. we were young men we were in our early 20s hanging out all night with with unsavory characters uh drinking our faces off and going so it sounds like it sounds like <laughs> sal it sounds like big sal is uh the culprit of getting you drunk has there ever been a time where like he's gotten you guys shit faced and you've you've missed a flight or like anything has changed like has there ever been an issue where he's like or little guido we're like did you guys fuck with little guido when he was drunk yeah, uh, I never really went out and drank with Guido. I mean, not to say he doesn't drink, but uh, fucking one time, I again, I went to hang out with Big Sal. Uh, he had a he had a like a flop house in Jersey. <laughs> I wouldn't say a flop house, but him and a bunch of his boys. It's like it, it was like straight out of Animal House. Oh God! Uh, uh, but we went there, and uh, I, I I stayed with him one night. And we we. Went to his local bar and drank beers, and we drank these drinks called Mind Erasers. Oh yeah, I'm familiar with those. Oh. I'm familiar. Yeah, holy shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so we drank. We drank all those. We we went drinking, and then we went to the movies. You went to the movies? <laughs> yeah, we saw. We were like, oh, let's go to a movie. Wait, hold on. You drank Mind Erasers and then went to the movies afterwards? Oh yeah, yeah, fuck, it was horrible. Dude. Uh. So uh, yeah, we saw the movie. It was an urban legend, and I was like, "Oh wow, I don't know if this movie sucks or I'm just really drunk." But and we were just being loud and obnoxious. We're just like, "Bah!" We're like Robert De Niro and Cape Fear in the movie theater, like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> And there's a couple in front of us, and uh, the, you could tell the the boyfriend wants to say something. The wife's like, "Don't turn around." Don't say it. So uh, the uh, light movie ends. The lights go up, and uh, the guy stands up and goes. I would I would have liked the movie if you know y'all wouldn't. Say, he turns and looks at us to see how big we are. And goes, oh, never mind, and walks. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, uh, from that we went back to the bar. Wow. So, yeah, but uh, mind erasers. Holy shit, mind of the mini erasers. Yeah, you know? I am. I am vaguely. I, I remember them from. I don't even, uh, that must be, a, is that a Philly thing or do they have them everywhere? Pod Squad, let us know if you guys have ever had a mind eraser anywhere because I know that that's a Philly thing, but I don't know if I've ever had that anywhere else um, or even in Jersey. I remember one time I was in a party in Jersey and you can get Everclear in Jersey, but you can't get it in, in Pennsylvania because it's too strong. And I remember yeah. my buddy standing at this bar, like at the at this how we have this house party in Jersey. I think it was in West Windsor, right? And yeah. this big jar of or this big thing of Everclear with watermelon pieces in it. And he's just fucking <sighs> throwing them back, right? Like just eating them like crazy. And I'm like, yo, man, I won't say his name here because I don't know if he wants me to tell the story. <laughs> but like I was like, yo, man, you gotta you gotta relax, bro. Like you got you can't eat too much. Oh no, 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 I'm fine, man. I drink this stuff all the time. You know, trying to show off there's a bunch of girls and shit around him. So right. he starts he starts eating more of them and then he's just like, I'm watching him. And he's standing there and he just pukes on the floor. <laughs> it was just like this projectile vomit on the floor is like, dude, I fucking told you to stop eating that stuff, right? But he was he, he was looks fine, he looks so. like a party favor. Yeah, <laughs> and now for my next party trick. No, but yeah, uh, yeah dude, I I can't 
I can't even hang like that anymore, man. Especially after like three kids and you know, like 10 o'clock is like max for me. Like I said, I told you like at my shoot job last night, I, um, I was up until one o'clock working on some financial stuff and it's just like, oh my God, which again, like, you know, I'm salary. So I have to like, <laughs> I have to do this stuff sometimes. Uh, but because I was, uh, you know, full disclosure guys. And, and also I appreciate you guys being patient with me in the pod squad and, and being understanding my voice is a little bit more raspy than I'm used to. Um, full disclosure, I'm waiting for my PCR test to come back. I don't know what's happening. Like the doc, I went to a, the urgent care over in Downingtown here and I got the, the, the rapid test, which came back negative, but they took an x-ray because I was a little short of breath. And the, the doctor was like, oh, there's something on the, the x-ray. We're not sure what's going on. So I'm like, oh shit, that's terrifying. <laughs> like, what yeah. do you mean there's something on the x-ray? Uh, but it sounds like it was something with, um, with pneumonia. So uh, I'm waiting for a couple of tests to come back there. I'm on some medication. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm starting to like, I guess, come out on the outswing of it, but it's just, uh, it's been a rough couple of days. So my face is swollen because my, my sinuses are all fucked up and it's just, it's been the shit. So I thank you for being patient and understanding with this, but, uh, yeah, dude, I can't, I can't hang and, and anywhere close to where I, where I hung before. So, um, it's, uh, it, just even thinking about it, like even having beers, like I remember when I, a couple months ago, actually last year, I think it was, we went to my brother-in-law's house and they were giving me shots of fireball and oh. I was hung over for two days. I had to call out of work. Yeah. I was so hung over. <laughs> I called my boss. I was like, bro, I can't make it, man. I'm sick. Like I got, you know, I got, I got diarrhea real bad and here. I'm just fucking mad hung over, you know? So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's never, never a good thing, but I'm glad, uh, I'm glad to see you're up and with us today as oh, well man. as the pod squad is here. Schlichter, little Jimmy, Vanessa, everyone is joining us. I think Andrew Bailey is here at some point as well. What up? Um, and yeah, yeah, we are, uh, we're just rocking, man. So what else? So what else has been happening, Manny? What else that, has that, been that's like, on? that's the, that's the thing about wrestling is, and the, maybe the thing that annoys Mrs. Meany the most is like wrestling has taught me to just get up and go yeah. and just uh, like she's a, she, like if I have to be somewhere the alarm goes off I'm up and dressed and ready to get in the car within like 15 minutes and she's like ah oh. you know most people need well let me uh, wake up let me uh, have my cup of coffee uh, I'm like oh, look I'm ready to go now let's go <laughs> so I mean I'm used to you know doing a show go to the hotel catch a shower catch a nap Lay out well before I even go to sleep. Lay out all my clothes so when the alarm goes off, I'm up, I'm yep. dressed, I'm got my bags, I'm out the fucking door. And uh, ooh, excuse me with the sniffles there. Uh, I'm sure that sounds great at home. There's a whole <laughs> different me. kind of whole different <laughs> kind of sniffles. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, yeah. Sorry to hear you're sick. I mean, we went through a, a little bit of a thing here too. Uh, Mrs. Meany had the uh, the Rona. Ah, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. And uh, we we went and got her like the rapid test. I came back fine. She got the Rona. Oh, man. Uh, but then I like I had a I felt like shit because well not felt like shit but I got my uh, my booster mm. shot and you know with that you know it's kind of like when you get a flu shot you know they they they're injecting the flu into you. Right, you know, right. The the counteract. So, which like I was like, I'm never going to flu shot. They're just giving you the flu. But uh, I got my booster, and uh, yeah, there was a little side effects from that. So she was down, I was down, Shoot, and uh, we're we're on the uh, you know on the rebound from that. We're on the tail end. That's good. But uh, 
Yeah, but now it's like everybody I know is, you know, getting sick. And it's like, it's scary. You know, uh, you know, some of my, like my friends are like, yep, got it. You know, it's like, oh man. So this, uh, normally we go out for New Year's. So, but I think this year we're going to just like, you know, we, we had to cancel our Christmas, mm, you know, yeah. uh, we're supposed to, you know, go to Connecticut. We, I got canceled. So we, uh, you know, we had a nice little Christmas to ourselves here at, uh, Casa Domini. And then, uh, we'll do the same thing for New Year's. Have a nice little, just us, you know, hang here in the, uh, Trey, Trey Meany studios and, uh, you know, have a nice, uh, little evening to ourselves. That's, you know? that's, uh, we had to do the same thing. So we had to cancel Christmas because of the, you know, the spikes and the, the Omicron variant. And it's been like, literally it feels yeah. like everybody I know has had it or has been tested because it's just getting worse. It, yeah. Like it, it really feels like heavy March, 2020 vibes, you know, like it feels like the world is getting ready to shut back down. And I know like people get like weird when I say that stuff. And again, I, I know guys, I know the rules are not getting political or anything like that, but like, this is the mind of the meaning and we talk about everything. So like, this is a current event. So we're going to talk about it, right? It would be stupid not right, to talk right, right. about it. Right. But anyway, I digress. It just feels like literally everyone is getting this variant. And right. there's basically, they've already said, like, there's really nothing we can do to stop it. Like, you're going to get it at some point. Every Almost everyone is going to have this particular variant. So it's yeah. just, you know, you should just get vaccinated at this point. Like my my oldest two or my, my boys, James and Daniel, they're going to supposed to go get their shots on Sunday. And we don't know if we're going to be able to take them because I'm sick. My wife is starting to get sick now. Daniel Oof. just got over something. Everybody tested negative. We've have you ever, If you've never had to give an eight-year-old uh, a, a, a rapid test at home. It's, it's like one of the worst experiences of my life. Now you yeah. don't, you don't have to go all the way up into your brain anymore, which is nice with the test. They only go into like the top part of your nostril here and it <sighs> tickles, but even still like, this is a traumatic event for this kid, you know, like he's never yeah. had to experience anything like this before. So it's, um, it's really, really frustrating to see this like still continuing, but I know there's been talk about, uh, possibly, like WWE going back to Thunderdome or even the Performance Center stuff. Um, I know a lot of people shit on the Performance Center wrestling and they shit on right. the Thunderdome. What is your, what? because, you know, no one's sitting here listening to Mind of the Meanie for Adam's opinion. What's, Meanie, <laughs> what's Meanie's opinion on the Thunderdome, on the Performance Center, on even on WrestleMania 36? What's your opinion on all that uh, at that time? when we were getting that, that type of wrestling as someone who's a performer? Uh, it was kind of my idea. Really? <laughs> just fun. Uh, I tweeted out to, uh, well, the Thunderdome part with the video screens. Cause I, I tweeted it out to, uh, Tony Khan and Jericho. I was like, oh, it'd be great if AEW just had a bunch of screens, you know, with people on Zoom calls where you could watch and cheer and all that stuff. So there's some some kind of crowd noise, you know, not that faked, phony, you know, piped in stuff. I tweeted that to AEW and then WWE goes, oh, we're doing the Thunderdome, you know, video screens, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I was like, ah, oh, interesting. Uh, that era was... It, it was interesting at first, but it just got really hard to uh, to watch. AEW did a good job, you know, with having, you know, just guys hang out ringside just to make noise and keep it interesting that way. But, 
you know, it, you know, uh, it's, it's hard to watch when there's no fans. Cause sometimes I'll watch a match for the match and sometimes I'll watch a match and watch the crowd to see how they, they're interacting and reacting to the, the match. So, I mean, if they go back to it, it's understandable, but, um, yeah, it was really hard for me in that, that era to just to keep my interest to, to watch. And I felt bad for the, you know, performers because as, uh, you know, wrestlers, we're not actors. We're, we are reactors. We react to what the crowd's given us and, you know, we react accordingly. And, uh, you know, we base our performances on that. So if there's no crowd, you don't know, you know, what's working, what's not working, what's the appropriate amount of time to sell. Because sometimes, you know, you'll do something and you'll continue the, the spot based on how the crowd reacts. You know, you know when they come up, you wait for that little part for them to come back down and then you go into the next thing. You know, it's right. just all based on crowd reaction. And so... To go back to that, it's probably, you know, it's definitely for the best, but it's going to be hard, you know, to watch, you know, you know, uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but you know, it, you know, uh, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I just reflecting on, on what you're saying. I think the person that I feel the worst for in the performance era timeline is probably Drew McIntyre. Oh, like, same here. Yeah. I mean, that guy was in the, the climb of his life, right? The yeah. climb of his career, really, right? And don't get me wrong. He's still over his shit. Like I was, like I, I've mentioned this before, but like we were in Pittsburgh at the first live show they did after fans officially came back and Drew McIntyre was fucking over his shit, man. He got the second loudest pop next to John Cena. I mean, it was, people love Drew McIntyre. And yeah. I feel like, that was just one of those things where you just watch the videos, you watch the video, you know, the packages and all that stuff. And you're just like, oh man, this was supposed to be his big crowning moment. Like, and he was supposed to carry the company and be the, the guy. And, you know, here he is in the performance center kicking Brock Lesnar in the face with nobody watching, you know? And it yeah. sucks. It, you can go back and think about it. But for me, like, you know, I'm grateful that we even had wrestling at that time because yeah. everything was so weird. Everything was so strange. There was no real answers on anything. And here we have this entertainment. Um, I do agree though. I felt like the performance era stuff or the, uh, the rather the Thunderdome stuff got a little weird after a while, right? Like I felt like they relied way too heavy on like overly done storylines, you know? Like there was a lot of things like the Lily storyline got weird and the Fiend and like everything just took weird turns. And I don't know if that was just them trying to accommodate because it's like, hey, we don't have fans. We got to do something, right? We have to come up with some kind of ideas for for wrestling. We got to come up with some kind of ideas for our performance. Um, but I felt like it was a little, like there were things that was just like, wow, this was really weird. You know, like, I don't know if I would have done this, you know? Would you, yeah, you and they're doing, they, they were doing, they, they would do like a lot of pre-tape stuff. Like yeah. they would have guys do matches like three or four times and piece matches together and you know the air on tv and yeah go back hop back to that drew mcintyre point is like what what a soul-crushing moment where you know that royal rumble you know the, the reaction to him you know eliminating brock and then yeah. winning the rumble that crowd reaction oh my god amazing yeah and just to have him go to Mania, like he, he did the thing where, you know, Brock did business and, you know, 
took a bunch of the the the, the kicks and uh, you know on the on the on the rampway and then leading up to you know mania and then like all of a sudden no no crowd no fans you know WWE in the state of Florida played chicken for a little bit yeah just to see if they could uh, do the show in Tampa. But then, hey, they they moved it to the Performance Center, and uh, yeah, he got to win his first world title in front of nobody. Yeah, yeah that that's so it's it's almost indie-rific. It's like yeah, yeah, <laughs> wrestling on the indie show where you know, there's like thirty people and you win the uh, your 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 wrestling belt, but it's it's just happens to be the biggest belt in the world, the WWE, you know, world belt. So that that was really sad. I I felt for Drew because think of everything he went through. He went to the WWE. He was the chosen. He was the anointed one by Vince McMahon. Then he got saddled with three man band, which wasn't the talent's fault. You know, they just got saddled with that. And then, you know, they get released and he comes back. He goes out in the Indies, kills it. Looks amazing. Works his ass off, comes back. He looks like a fucking Superman villain. You know, he, uh, he's got, he's jacked. He's got the black hair, the black beard. He looks amazing. And he gets over like, uh, like, like a motherfucker Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for lack of better words. He was over as a motherfucker. And then, you know, the, the pandemic, they had to rush. He was on a, like a, a film shoot over overseas mm-hmm. doing stuff for WrestleMania. And they had to rush him back over to the States to make sure he can come back before, that country shut down. And he had to shelter in place, and he got back and just in time to uh, win the belt in front of nobody. What's horrible, horrible situation? It's uh, it feels weird. Like I watched it back. Like I, I, I somebody tweeted something the other day about WrestleMania 36 is just never going to get any love, and I, I disagree. I feel like at some point wrestling, I fans, did see that too. Some point, I think wrestling fans will 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 go back and give that event the appreciation it deserves. I think it's a little too new and it's a little too like still the, the wounds are still healing to a certain extent. Right. Because everybody just, it's weird, right? Like it's fucking weird. And they, it's like, I'm glad that they acknowledged how weird it was too. It's like, yeah, this is fucking weird. This is not what we wanted. This is not what we planned, but Hey, we're here. Everybody's safe. We're going to have a great time and we're going to do what we always do. You know, it's fucking cool. And, um, I just, I don't know, man, it just feels, it feels really like, unfortunate for him, you know, but he made the best of it. He did a great job. Um, so I have two questions to sort of, so actually three questions to splinter off of that. (laughs) Uh, did you prefer the performance center matches and events, or did you prefer the Thunderdome like overall, right? Like if we're looking at it as a full picture, which segment did you prefer out of the two? that you would say like, yeah, this, you could point to and be like, yeah, I would probably watch, maybe watch (laughs) this again and go back. I mean, it was all hard. Yeah. Uh, I guess with the Thunderdome, when they start doing the, uh, with the video screens and stuff like that, because sometimes the, uh, <laughs> a lot more stories, news stories came out of, you know, what this person or that person were doing on a, on their, their video screen yeah. from home. Yeah. At the phone, you know, and, and when I pitched the idea of, you know, it's, it's funny. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I pitched the idea of the Thunderdome without calling it the Thunderdome. I was like, yeah, it'd be great to, uh, I have to bring that tweet up or somewhere. It's, it's still out there. Um, Pod Squad, if you can find it, send it to me in a message and I will post it and I will give you credit. Ah, it's cool. Um, 
I, I said, you know, it'd be great if they did this and people were like, oh yeah, yeah, people just, you know, you know, moon the camera or whatever, you know, it's like, right. And then they get just, you know, and it wound up everything, you know, you know, people said they would do wound up just being just a silly, you know, yeah. just, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I, I, who was the wrestler from, wasn't there a wrestler from another promotion that got into the Thunderdome on TV screen? I forget what it was. You though. know, I can't remember that, but I know that somebody put a picture of Chris Benoit on one of the screens as well. Yeah. And that was just like, rough. guys, <laughs> yeah, please don't rough. do this guys. Don't do this. Nah. That's not yeah. the right move, but right. But, uh, yeah, if I had to, you know, uh, if I had, if it was a Thunderdome B performance center, I would go see none of the above. Fair just, enough. Fair it, enough. It was, it was just hard to watch. Now you mentioned that, that drew was the anointed one. And I know recently they've been doing the same thing with Austin theory. Uh, sort of this, uh, you know, Vince's chosen guy. What do you think right. about that angle? What's your opinion on on Austin Theory's push with Vince McMahon? Um, what are your thoughts on that? He, he's a he's a talented guy. Uh, very charismatic. Uh, looks great. Uh, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully they do it. It's it's being well. It's it's it, I like it. I enjoy it. You know. But hopefully it doesn't uh, negatively affect him to where, you know, just, um, you know, either on camera or behind the scenes as well. But I'll, in this day and age, I don't know if any of the boys would be like, oh, look, why is he getting all the TV time with Vince and all that stuff? You know, it, it, the boys could be weird. Like, oh, look at you getting all the TV time with Vince, you know, and then start the, the ribbing starts. But hopefully it doesn't you know, uh, end up being a thing where, you know, it flops. Hopefully it's, it's done in a way to, hold on, let me uh, kill that alarm. <laughs> Meanie, take your pills. Thank you, Conrad. Yeah. Got to take my mean take the blue pill. Um, not that blue pill. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're not sponsoring us yet. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, hopefully it doesn't uh, become like this anchor where like if he breaks off from the angle, that's always remembered for. Hopefully it's right. a jumping off point into something larger. You know what I'm saying? Where, yeah. you know, he's getting the Vince rub and then, you know, it goes on to bigger and better things where if he breaks off, you know, this angle with Vince, hopefully it doesn't end up to people, you know, you know, resenting him in some way, you know, which it's a, it's a weird thing that happens. You know, you see, you know, an angle go a different way and people just, either lose interest or, you know, the boys resent him or stuff like that. But I don't know the nature of the locker room now, so I don't know if they're big, you know, rivers or resenters or stuff like that. But, you know, uh, we'll see where it goes. I mean, guy's definitely talented. Right. Um, I, I'm a little weird with the name, Austin Theory. Mm, uh, yeah. It's like Braun Breaker. I'm not really sure I'm, I'm, I'm into this, but... It's just, uh, I wish there's, they, they could have just like rebooted the name. It's, it's, it's just, it, it, it doesn't like really hit, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, you get a guy's name and you go, you know, imagine that on a, on a poster, does it, does it jump out at you? Right. You know? And, uh, it, it sounds like a name of a band. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, 
Where, where are you going? I'm going down to TLA. Who's playing? Austin Theory. Austin Theory. Yeah. They're opening, for, they're opening for Breaking what? Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My theory is I'm going to drink some beer. You know? Uh, so, hopefully, yeah. I'm not shitting on him, but right. no, I'm not shitting on the name, but like I, I wish there was a different name. Now, there's been four, there were four champions this year since this is the first episode of 2022. We are now in 2022. So, Pod Squad, Happy New Year and so forth. Um, yeah, we should say that, right? We should probably say that, right? Because it's, two, it's 2022 now. We are out of 2021, which we'll talk about that in a second. We'll go, let's go, let's jump back to that in a second. But I will say- We're only say, 30 minutes into the episode before yeah, we wish 30, everybody had 32 minutes and three, four, five seconds. It's fine, guys. Everything is fine. I promise I have it under control. Please don't tune out. But there were four WWE champions last year. There was Drew McIntyre. There was The Miz. There was Bobby Lashley. And there was Big E. Who was Meanie's favorite WWE champion last year? What were the choices? <laughs> Thanks for asking, Vinny. I appreciate you. I'll run it back. Uh, Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Bobby Lashley, and Big E. Who do you think had the title run of the year last year? It had to be Drew with Bobby Lashley in the close second. Uh, it's weird, you know, how sometimes a championship belt looks like it, it was made specifically for somebody. Mm-hmm. And that WWE world title looks like it was specifically made for Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Agreed. Like when they wore when they wore the belt, it looked like it was just a natural fit for them. Like you know, okay, this was they were meant to wear this belt. It's kind of like when uh, WWE went away from the winged eagle to the big eagle. I hated the big eagle belt yeah. until until. Triple H wore the belt. And then I was like, that belt looks like it was made for Triple H, you know? Yeah. So, so, uh, when you, you know, favorite title runs of last year, uh, I would have to, it, from a personal standpoint, Drew McIntyre, because I like, I know Drew, I like Drew. Uh, I love his, you know, and sometimes it's easy to, you know, fall in love with a wrestler just knowing their story arc. And uh, he had a, an amazing story arc, you know, the ups and downs. It's not the, uh, you know, uh, you know, to see how somebody, you know, reacts to adversity. Right. You know, the adversity of getting saddled with a, a, a gimmick that didn't really work, getting released, coming back, and just coming back bigger and better than ever, you know. You know, with WWE and all the releases going on now and stuff like that, people think it's, you know, if you're a young talent, you're like, oh, my God, this is the end of the world. This is the end of my life. No, 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 no. It's just a, a different chapter. And, uh, you know, just to know Drew came back. And not only did he come back with a vengeance, he came back and became a world champion. I was heavily invested in Drew, not only as a person, but as a performer. And uh, that title reign was great. I wish he could have... Uh, you know, got another. I hope. It, hopefully, he gets another run in front of people. Mm. You know, just only see that would only be the right thing to do. I, I think he's championship material anyway. You know, he. he I think he's definitely got a, another run in him. Yeah. You know, it, it's just up to the, uh, the the people in power, so to speak. But yeah, uh, big fan of Drew. Uh, Bobby will actually coming in second. 
I, uh, a, close, I, a close second. Yes, I got to agree. I, I really enjoyed Bobby Lashley. I feel like they, they portrayed him well as just an ass-kicking machine, right? Like just a monster heel. Running as he through. is. He yeah. is. I mean, he's a, just a giant fucking guy. Running through the roster, crushing everybody in his path. I thought it did an incredible job. Um, and then Drew, I mean, Drew is just, you know, like you said, he's the comeback story. I feel like, I feel like, and I've, I've said that, I know we've talked about this before too, but, um, I still feel like there's going to be another Drew and Brock match in front of people, but I think it's going to be for the universal title. I really feel like that's Drew's next step. Um, I don't necessarily know if he's going to dethrone Roman Reigns, um, as far as with the title picture, uh, but I think that's going to be coming at some point. Cause I don't know, you know, if the, if the rock is coming back. Uh, I don't necessarily know if that should, if the universal title should be involved in that. I, I, you know, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Would you think, I mean, like the rock from a booking standpoint, right. The rock doesn't need that title. Right. What do you think? Yeah. The, the, the rock is, is an attraction. Uh, you know, is, could he be a world champion? Absolutely. He's been a world champion, but uh, you know, where he is in his life now and his career does he need to, to win a belt? Nah, no. He's a, he is his own attraction. Like the world title is an attraction on the belt because that's the draw. You know, in you know, most people's minds. Uh, the draw would be just The Rock himself coming back. I don't know if he's coming back. You know, with, uh, you know, Mania being in Hollywood after the one in Texas. Right. I, I could see him coming back to that. But, you know... The way they say they're, you know, things are going with the ticket sales for WrestleMania. I don't know if they would push that to the uh, from the back burner to the front burner, yeah, so to speak, just to say, hey, uh, you know, it's it's a good thing. As a, uh, you know, Jim Cornette would say, uh, sometimes you need a stadium for a a match, or you know, in this case, they need a a match for the stadium, you yeah, know, the Philistine. Sometimes a match is so big it can't be contained in a smaller arena. Right. You have to get it to a bigger building. Right. And now that, you know, WWE's painting themselves in the thing where they're just running stadiums for Mania, they need a match to hopefully fill those, you know, you know, those stadiums that you know they have to book every year now. Yeah. So Yeah, they have to outdo themselves. Yeah. And you know, meaning it's uh it's wild. Like I appreciate you giving me that context for twenty twenty one, but guess what? What? 2022 is here. And the last thing you want is to be going into 2022 being the guy with pubes getting in the Ugh. way of your best year yet. Look. Who 20, left the curly on the soap? 2021 sucked. We all know that. And that's why Manscaped is making a splash and upping your grooming game. The signature lawnmower 4.0 is here to take down every pube in its path. Engineered. They engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible comfort with their grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. And it's even waterproof. You could do it in the shower. This tool is amazing. And I am confident using the 4.0 to leave 2021 and my gross pubes with it. You don't know what I'm confident about? Smelling like a million bucks, meaning. You may be asking how I'm how I did this and how I'm so happy. I use the Manscaped Refined Cologne with the same signature scent that's in all of Manscaped's formulas. A great compliment to your collection. Go to manscaped.com right now. Use promo code Meanie twenty and get twenty percent off of your order at Manscaped. I'm all in on confidence this year and smelling good, Meanie. How about you? Hey man, it's uh, 
it's a it's a new year being new you uh, with Manscaped, you know. Hey, I'm a big fan of the products. They sent sent us a, a great care package. Uh, big fan of the body wash. Big fan of the shampoo. Uh, like I said before, you know, with the uh, you know the foot spray. Yeah. You know, nothing like you know better than you know taking a nice hot shower and going to bed and spraying down the uh, spray the dogs down with some of their uh, the Manscaped foot spray. So. And you know, I'm getting to that age right now where you know I'm starting. I'm starting to get into Abe Pagoda territory with the ear and nose hairs. Uh, you gotta get the, uh, the the trimmer there and clean up the you know and be presentable when you go out in public. So Manscaped has been uh, doing a great job of making me presentable. And that's what it's all about, meaning going into 2022, being presentable. It's about feeling clean, being clean, feeling and smelling good. Their new ultra premium body wash solves all three of those problems for the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine. But in the shower, I shower every day. I know many showers mostly every day when he <laughs> has the time to. He's a busy guy. But when he showers, he uses the new ultra premium body wash from Manscaped. Don't forget to go to manscaped.com right now. Use promo code mini 20 Get yourself 20% off of your purchase. It's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code MEANI20. Happy New Year to your balls and MEANI. Happy New Year to us. We are officially in 2022 territory. Yes, sir. I was promised that 2021 was going to be better than 2022. And uh, <sighs> this is how I felt. Because <laughs> that is not accurate at all. I feel like 2022, or I feel like 2021 rather, was just as dog shit as 2020 with all the things that we have going on. Hopefully it's not a fart that follows through. Yes. In uh, 2022. Uh, yeah, man. Um, you can only hope. Uh, you, know, with, you know, with the, uh, hopefully we don't have to go into another lockdown. Hopefully we can... You know, uh, you know, be responsible, get this thing under control, and you know, you know, hopefully things get better. You know, I, I hope, I hope that for you, I hope that for the Pod Squad, I hope that for myself. You know that uh, you know in twenty twenty two we see amazing things. Yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm not really a um, New Year's resolution kind of person because. People make resol- New York New Year's resolutions, and uh, they break them within the first you know couple days. <laughs> I'm gonna lose weight. I'm gonna be more patient. Yeah, you're yelling, "Hurry the fuck up!" You know, at the guy, in, <laughs> at the guy in the car in front of you. You know, yeah. You know? I, uh, I, 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 so I promise no more road rage. Uh, <laughs> people are like, "Meanie, you're so nice." I was like, yeah, "Well, yeah, you haven't seen my, you haven't seen me behind the wheel of a car." Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, you know, you try, I, I try to be better. Uh, I'm definitely a different person than I was when I was younger, you know, um, mentally, uh, you know, but, you know, I, I, things that, you know, used to infuriate me, you know, even, you know, five or six years ago, I just, I'm like, yeah, okay, you win, you know, uh, yeah. let me, uh, get on with my day, uh, whatever you think. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. You know, Two and two is five. I don't care. Honestly, I don't give a shit. Just honestly, dude. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, 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 it sounds like a cop out. Sounds like you know. Oh, you're. I I don't see. I I see people just 
to, who love to debate and argue. I'm just like, man, I do not have the fucking time or energy for any of that shit. You know, it's like uh, you 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 go to a comment section, oh, or you, or you follow follow a Twitter feed. It's like comment sections are made for people who are just mad at their life and they have yeah. to take it out on somebody else and stuff like that. But I, I that, that maybe that'll be my uh, New Year's resolution. Uh, don't follow certain Twitter feeds yeah. or uh, don't go to the comment sections of certain things and. Just don't get sucked in to the bull bullshit. Just, you know, find your happy space, you know, uh, weed out the nonsense and uh, just go about, you know, stay in your lane, do your own thing, you know, and just block out the noise. You know, because like uh, Tom Petty said, you're jamming me, man. You're jamming me. You know, he, you know, and that, who, who would thought that song would be, you know, so prophetic, you know, yeah, he's going. He went through a newspaper and just listed off all these things and saying, "All yeah, you know, it's like sensory overload." Yeah, and that's that's what happens a lot. And uh, you know, that's a, that's a little bit of a thing that I'm I'm trying to be better at is blocking out the thing. You know, because you know, everything's a distraction, and you know, there's certain you know people who would love to keep people distracted while they're doing. You know, hey, look over here. You know, yeah. look, 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 look while, you know, yeah. you're doing something over there. So, uh, just, you know, do in this new year, I'm just, you know, trying to do what I've been doing for the last couple of years, just to be the best me, uh, try to pe pe people well as they allow you to treat them. <laughs> uh, and, uh, just, you know, overall, just, uh, keep a stress-free diet. I'm uh, I'm also trying to not be so rageful in my car. Um, yeah, I uh, it's hard. It's tough, man, because people are fucking stupid. But no, oh, yeah. I I have to agree with you, man. I have found myself recently just like I never engage na in a nasty way with anybody on Twitter. Right? I have my opinions. I I have I say what I what I think, and you know I don't I don't censor myself or anything like that. Like I don't say anything inappropriate, but like I don't censor myself. Right? But I never right. engage with trolls. I never engage with people who are like, you know, they just say dumb shit to say dumb shit. I usually will come back with something, you know, very like conversationally, you know, and, and I try to, I try to diffuse it pretty quickly, but I don't, I don't have time for it, man. I don't have time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the, like the bandwidth to. You <laughs> That's know, a great word. I, I don't, I don't have the bandwidth to fucking, to stress about it and, and, and engage with these people who have no other purpose, but to just troll you. The fuck do I care? I don't care. Do go ahead and be miserable. If that's how you want to be and that's how you want to live your life, then bro, just fucking do it. I don't yeah. care. Um, so yeah, uh, no, I'll I, be over I here. Agree. What's that? It's like, uh, you be over there. I'll be over here. Exactly. Yep. Find your own space, man. I, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a resolution guy either. I don't believe in it. I think it's, uh, you know, I usually, if I make a resolution, I don't hold to it. So I'm just going to try yeah. to, I'm just going to try to enjoy the year more. You know, I have a, another baby on the way in 2022. Uh, we're, you know, settling in here in Downingtown again. I'm just going to try to enjoy my life and, and you know, keep moving where I'm at. But uh, why don't we, because that's actually the, the resolution question is from a uh, pod squad member, Jeffrey Mitchell. Uh, nice. who asked what our, what our resolutions were this year. So, you know what, Meanie, let's get into Ask Meanie. I would love to. Ask me something. 
I hit the law and order theme by accident. I fact fingered it. <laughs> Get a little extra sizzle on that one today. All right. For Don't forget. For some work. reason, for some reason, I thought it sounded like a car pulling out or like, because <laughs> we were just talking about road rage. I thought you hit like a squealing tire sound. I wish I could be oh, Fred. I wish I could be Fred Norris. I could have like 16,000 buttons to hit at any given time. He was amazing. He Fred was amazing. Norris is the, is the king of the soundboards. He is incredible. Yes. Let's uh, let's try that. Me- <laughs> ask me anything one more time. Ask me something. All right, there we go. All right, don't forget, guys. If you want to ask Meanie something next week, use the hashtag at Meanie and tweet us at Mind of the Meanie. You can also tweet Meanie at Blue Meanie, B W O, and then myself at This Is Goober. Uh, S Low, uh, whose handle is S Low Rollins, asked Meanie, "Who are the top five drinkers from the ECW locker room?" Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, it would have to be, you know, Sam Man, of course. I, I feel like he would be at the top of the list, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he walked in with a case of beer. Yeah. You know, after going to the bar and drinking like maybe four or five Long Island iced teas. Like I've seen him order a Long Island iced tea and just you know, we he did the uh Jim Belushi and or not John Belushi in the Animal House when oh, he chugs man. the uh, but with Long Island iced tea, right. like, that was his drink. I don't know, but uh, yeah, he would walk in with a case of beer. Wow, uh, drinkers. Uh, little Guido uh, could throw him down. You know, he's 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 pretty. Uh, he's uh, got stamina <laughs> 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 when it comes to the bar scene. Um, that's the thing. Like, that was the best thing about, you know, the best thing about an ECW show was the the after activities where yeah. you go to the travel lodge, the cylinder of sin, and, you know, every fan would just load up their room with beer. Like, they'd throw a bunch of ice in a bathtub, throw a couple cases of beer in the tub, and you could walk down the hall, and, like, if a door was, like, Somebody put the deadbolt in where they, you could just push the door and you just walk into some random guy's room and they go, Meanie! <laughs> There's beers, beers in the tub, you know? You know That's crazy. And, yeah. You know, uh, you know, it'd be, you know, I'd be there, you know, Tommy Rich, you know, uh, Fonzie, you know, just guys just hanging out, you know? Just uh, number one, Sandman, of course. It, it wasn't a gimmick. Uh, yeah. uh, interesting note. Uh, point of note, though, uh, Sandman didn't drink during the week. He only drank on uh, when he was re- on wrestling weekends and stuff like that. So Interesting. Any particular it, reason why? I guess he's trying to save his body for performance. I don't know. I don't know. But like, like during the, the week, he was just normal Joe Schmo. But on the weekends, I don't want to kill his gimmick either. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But <laughs> but yeah, he did. He uh, he wasn't like a. A whole week, I'm sure he may, might have had a couple cocktails, but for the most part, he's pretty straight during the week. But when it came to you know Friday and Saturday and Sunday to do shows, <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. Uh, I, I, it would be Sam and you know, uh, we have Sam and everybody else, Guido, everybody else, yeah, everybody else fighting for uh, second and third place because uh, we all drank. We all drank. It just right. But you would you know, say, so uh, let's, we, we were let's, too inebriated. Too, I was too inebriated to take notes. <laughs> so we would say, let's uh, let's answer Eslo's question with just the Sandman as one through five, 
Uh, yeah. Everybody else was everybody else was fighting for that sixth sixth position. Uh, Marie Shadows asked, "What's that?" He Sandman drank more to the ring, drank more beers to the ring than most people do. You know, do uh, during the normal course of a week. You know, oh, wow, wow, that's crazy, man. I can't even imagine like having chugging all those beers and then having to go do a move set in the ring. Like I, like I'm feeling I, nauseous right now. When I, 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 I tagged with Sandman once on an indie show, and we did the whole drink a beer thing. And I took a bump, oh. and just the the, the the fucking foam from the beer start coming back up. I was like, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I stalled. I told the referee to give me a, a field sobriety test. <laughs> and the referee, the referee made me do the field sobriety test. You know, you know, before I fin- before I continued the match. Oh, that's funny, man. That is hilarious. Uh, yeah. Marie Shadows asked, "What was your go-to meal while you traveled on the road?" Whatever was. Convenient, you know, especially in WWE, when you get out of the, you know, the arena, you get out of the building, everything's closed. Yeah. You know, uh, normally you'd find like maybe a, like a Denny's or something like that, you know, during the day you could pretty much have your, your pick of the litter, you know, just, uh, you know, if it was a house show day and you'd have to be at the building till like five, five or six, mm-hmm. you know, you could basically do whatever you want it but you know especially after a show you know it's like uh find find like a denny's and then you always get into the habit of ordering the same thing yeah you know i go to denny's have a moon moons over my am my hammy you know you know it's just like it's like that scene in wayne's world when they go to uh the thing and the the waitress goes are you tired guys tired of eating the same thing every time and they all at the same time go no you know <laughs> it's yeah, true you get, stick with you get into works, the habit man. of doing yeah you get into the habit of doing the same and then like it wasn't until later on i i found uh you know the the, the beauty of waffle house yeah, oh, yeah. Where, where where you can go there and just have a, a a decent meal, you know. Yeah. A lot of the guys would get, you know, chicken breast and shitload of egg whites, you know. But uh meal on the road, you know, uh after a show it'd probably be Denny's or Waffle House. Before a show, maybe like a, a Texas Roadhouse where mm. wherever that, that that place where they give out the peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen guy I've seen guys, you know, as a rib just walk out with the whole bucket, you know. <laughs> I'll be I'll be taking these, you know. Oh, I'm gonna thank you and thank you for your contribution. Uh, yes. friend, of, friend of the show, Candace Cordelia asks, "What's a dream match that you and Adam would like to see come a re- become a reality in 2022?" Uh, how about Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns? Yes, Just to quell the whole uh, internet, you know, wrestling community. To quell the yeah. IWC, yes, yeah, I would say IW- that would be my answer as well. Roman Reigns versus <laughs> Kenny Omega. Title against title, but it's going to be a it, well. I don't know if it would necessarily be a dusty finish, but it would have to be like a a Danielson Page finish where it's just a time draw, right? Yeah. Because neither company is yeah. going to give neither company is going to want to give a, an inch or a mile on that. Um, I yeah. know who I would. I know who I would want to see win that match. Well, okay. There's a, let's let's spin off a of Candice's question here. Uh, who would you want to see win that match? Roman Reigns or Kenny Omega? 
Uh, how about two out of three falls? There you know, <laughs> Roma wins one, Kenny wins one, and then they go to a and draw. then the third, and then they go to a draw, and the, the or they do the thing where both shoulders are down on the third on the third fall. Oh, that's and not a bad idea. Or you get like yeah, the but, elite, and you get the Uso, the bloodline to come in, and there's a schmaz ending. You know what I mean? You get Bobby Bobby Lashley in there for no reason. You know, like yeah. you, do a, you do a schmaz. Um, I don't. I don't ever foresee though. I don't ever foresee that door being kicked open. At least while Vince is is still in the reins. I, you know, we talk and we've talked about this in depth before, uh, which you can listen to at the archive at mindofthemeanie.com. Uh, we, um, you know, there isn't really a a big thing. You know, there isn't really a reason for WWE to to engage right now with AEW yeah. in a way that's going to be beneficial for anyone. You know, for them really. You know, it might be beneficial for AEW, but I don't know if it's. You know, it's just probably the same reason why Chris Jericho was able to do the the broken skull session with um with Stone Cold. I was like, yeah, go ahead. You know, what does Vince care? Vince and, and I'm not this isn't I'm not saying anything about AEW. Vince mm -hmm. doesn't see them as a threat. Right. This even, isn't a knock this isn't a even, knock at AEW. We're just we're talking basically stating the obvious. I mean he just he doesn't see them as a as a threat. Knowing Vince's mindset, uh and you know what? You know, the you know, thing ratings could be down and you know, guys are people, you know, folks are asking for the releases, getting the releases. It doesn't phase I'm sure it doesn't phase them. You know, yeah. there's a you know, there's a quote that just came out, you know, where uh, Vince is like, you know, sometimes you gotta eat shit and learn to love the taste of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, you know, I, I I swear I don't I'm not saying this you know you know to be funny, but so I think he's letting half these people go just so they can go to AEW, and you know so AEW has to spend more money they were than they were anticipating. You yes. know, it's got to yeah. be a rib. You know, just <laughs> welcome to the wrestling business, pal. Yeah, uh, you want to pay this talent? Pay all these guys. You know, there you go. You know, Here's just, your choice. Yeah, yeah. And it's good for the wrestling fans, but, you know, eventually AEW cannot, you know, become Noah's Ark. Right. You know, where people go to, you know, where eventually AEW is going to have to start, you know, worrying about their budget. And, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna eventually they're going to have to let people go. It's the reality and, uh, of their, it's the reality of their business, especially like with the, with the ratings, you know, everybody. And I talked about this on last week's foundation radio, but everybody talks about this key demo idea. But like, yeah. they haven't really mastered the formula to continue to engage ratings, quote unquote ratings, in a way that's been beneficial for them to grow their product, right? right? And these are, and again, this is not a knock on AEW. I'm not talking shit or anything like that. I'm just looking at the facts and giving analysis, right? Every week they seem to dip in the ratings and it's like, well, why are they not able to make this calculus work, right? Like what part of the formula do they need to engage or fix in order to continue to, to get the fans back or to get people watching? And if they don't do that and they can't engage going forward, their bottom line is not going to be as, as, I guess, robust as it could be. And eventually you yeah. got to start making some hard business decisions. Am I going to continue to pay this talent that we're only using on AEW Dark and we're only using once every two months? Or am I going to funnel it towards, you know, whatever we're going to need to keep us afloat? I mean, that's, and that's business, right? That's, that is not, that's, I'm sure WCW went through that. I'm sure Paul Heyman went through that with ECW. Like everybody goes through that, you know, Ring of Honor, just basically they're, they're rebooting now, right? 
Um, yeah. It just, it, it, it's, it's a reality of the business. If you're not bringing people in and you're not creating that revenue, that return on investment, you got to start making hard decisions at some point. And it, 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 it's coming soon. Like I can't imagine it's going to be for another year. This is what their fourth year in business. It's only going to yeah. be, it's only going to be a little bit longer, but I digress. Let's get back into, did you have a follow-up on that? Uh, uh, yeah. The, the add on to that, it's like, it's, it's great to have the hardcore fans. The hardcore fans will always be there though. They will always watch. You got to get the casual viewer that the guy flipping through the channel and goes, Oh, what's this? And have them come aboard and stay on board. Yeah. Because we all know that guy goes, yeah, I watched, you know, WWE during the Attitude Era. Yeah, I watched during the Hogan Era. And then I kind of fell off. You know, we all know those, you know, we've all met those people. It's the, you know, you know, I was always the hardcore fan. I was the guy who's going to watch no matter what. You know, right. I'll, I could put on pro wrestling in the background as like, you know, uh, a mag my, my magic whoopee to keep me, uh, <laughs> you know, they keep me comfortable mentally. You know, I could put it on and, you know, it has background noise. You got to get those people who are just flipping the channels and go, oh man, what's this? I got to, I got to get on with this. What's, what's going on here? And right. they, you know, dive in. You gotta, That's when you know you're doing good business. You, you got to keep people entertained. You got to keep people being drawn in. And, you know, it's great. Like I said, and I, like I said this before, it's great that CM Punk is on the, on back in wrestling. It's fantastic that, Dan, that, Brian Danielson is doing stuff now again with a different company. It's awesome. But is it moving the needle? Uh, hey, uh, you know, there's blue, no better they than blue, no. They also have Blue Meanie, which, you know, <laughs> I mean, you can't really get there, better than that. Yeah, there's no bi bigger advocate to, for what we're talking about than Eric Bischoff. Right. Uh, and I mean, you know, he he, he would know. Yeah. Um, but his era of wrestling, and that's the thing. I hate when they were, you know, the, the, you know, the Wednesday night war. It wasn't a war. No, it, no. It was a war back in the, you know, the 90s when they were doing whole numbers, 8.0s and stuff like that. People are just, you know, fighting over fractions now where, oh, they did a .5. Really? Yeah, what do you well, mean back in Yeah. Back, back in the ads too, era, they were doing 8.5s, you know, right, and stuff right. like that. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> Roma came out with the move the needle shirt, which is great. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's I I love that, but I I also agree that like this idea of a Wednesday night war was something that essentially came out of the IWC who wanted to, yeah. and I don't use it as a pejorative term, right? I just use it because it's the collective of people on Twitter and other wrestling media who wanted yeah. to see something that wasn't there. We're talking about a brand new company competing with a developmental right. portion of WWE. That's on right. on, a, on an on an off night on Wednesday, right? Let's call it what it is. And that's not a knock. That's not being facetious. That's just being real, right? And right. it talks about this in depth on 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 83 weeks, friends of the show, 83 weeks. But it's yes. also like it's it's friend of little Jimmy from Nebraska. What's that? Friend, best friend, yeah. best friend, best of friend Jimmy from of Little Jimmy from Nebraska. Lauren's, Lauren's going to unfollow me now, but uh, it's, you know, it's not a war. It wasn't a war. It wasn't what you thought it was. And I just, I hope that AEW gets it right because I do. I think, I think competition is good for business. And I also think, and I'll leave it at this point because uh, again, no one's listening to the show to listen to me. They're listening for me. But <laughs> what I think is we are in- That's prime, debatable. What's that? 
That's debatable. <laughs> it's, I think we're in prime position for a third major wrestling organization at some point coming up, whether yeah. or not MLW gets a rocket lit, lit under its ass and becomes the next big promotion. Um, if they get the infrastructure together and it takes off, um, I, I think we're in prime because there's so much, we are in a time right now where there is so much talent available. The talent pool is massive. And I think it, I think it could happen. Uh, and let's go back to these questions here, Meanie. Ringside Rant, friend of the show, Ringside Rant asked, pick one of these Buddy. TV series and cast wrestlers as the main characters. So here are <laughs> our choices. The Office, Cheers, oh. yeah. The Sopranos, and Seinfeld. Well, for Cheers, I would be Norm. Absolutely. Uh, like that was my that first thought, Meanie's Norm. Because, you know, that's, I'm the norm of McCuskers, you know, my yeah. favorite bar in the world, McCuskers. Uh, well, let's stick with Cheers then. Let's stick with that. So who would be Sam Malone? I guess that would be Roman Reigns, right? Sam. Uh, or who would it be? Would Sam Malone, maybe would that be Kenny Omega? Sam, well, yeah, he was the, uh, he was the uh, ex-jock. Yeah. He, 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 he was a, a baseball pitcher. Yeah, a lot of people forget his background. He was a, a he pitched for the Boston Red Sox, I believe. True. Sam May, Malone. May Day Malone. Yep. May Day Malone. Uh, so you would have to maybe get like a, a former wrestler, a guy who's maybe retired from wrestling. Ooh. Uh, man, who's that? Who is it? Who is the perfect retired wrestler that would start start? Or open a bar. I can't talk today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe Maven. Not only am I, Would I, Maven be a good choice? Raven, though. No, no, no. Not Raven. Raven. Maven. Oh, Maven. Ooh, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to talk my way through this. Uh, ch -ch 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 -ch. Fuck it. Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. That's because he, 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 idea. he actually owned a bar at one point. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, there's a if you drive down 95 and from Philly to Delaware, and there's like this little uh, turnoff. I want to say it's 695, where it loops around and then it brings yeah. you back to 95. There's uh, still a billboard for Hacks Sports Bar, which <laughs> oh, that's right, he was hardcore hack. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, well, that's just that's just as everybody. That's why people call him in real life. That was his, just his nickname, Hack. Right. I don't know. I don't know where it comes stems from, but. He he opened up a bar called you know Hex Sports Bar and there the billboards, I, I guess he sold it to somebody. But he had a bar in the front and then there was a wrestling ring in the back. You know where oh, he, he I guess he was you know running a wrestling school. But yeah, since he already owned a bar, you know, you know might as well be him. He yeah he could be uh, he could be Sam Malone. I could be Norm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Who he, I think the hardest casting though for this would be uh, would be Frazier. Uh, I'm trying to think who could be. No, I know. Jo genius. No. Joel Gertner. Yes. Perfect choice. Joel yeah. Gertner as Fraser Crane. Um, yeah. That would be, I think that would be fantastic. I, uh, I love that choice. Uh, let me see. We'll have time for one more question here. Okay. Charlie Para Del Rio from, yes. I probably butchered his name. I apologize. He's from Chris Jericho's band Quarantine. They are a, uh, nice. they're a big time. Uh, they're like a super group. Um, let me see who's in this group. Man, Holy shit. Chris Jericho, a, PJ Farley. A, Joe, he's an amazing guitar player. Yeah. Joe McGinnis and Kent. I don't know how to say that last name. I'm not even going to try. 
Um, but he's part of that group as well. But he asked, hey, uh, hey, Meany, if you could choose two opponents, one legend and one current generation to have a feud with, who would those two be and why? Well, previous would have to be my go-to answer is Bobby, beautiful Bobby Eaton mm. for the legend. Uh, just, I want to take one of his punches, man. Yeah, I, really? I wish I could. I wish I could have taken one of his punches. You know, one of my big regret. You know, one of my big regrets is like, you know, I'm starting to meet people now, and I, I'll just randomly go, "Hey, let's lock up." So <laughs> <laughs> we'll just randomly lock up. Like, all right, I locked up with him. You know, bucket list complete. That's you know, great. yeah. I wish I could have locked up with Bobby, and I wish I could have took one of his, you know, punches. Because God knows I copied it in high school, you know, just throwing, you know, working punches in the hallway. And my fr friends would sell and everybody would be like, oh, my God, is this a real, a real fight going on here? Uh, current day? Oh, my God. Um, so much good talent. And you want to give an answer that where other people go, why didn't you say me? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, the, the, there's been a theme on the show where I want to work with Orange Cassidy. Oh man, we're, we're, we could do Orange versus Blue. That's you know, good, and it's like just do like the real easy, yeah, like super low. Yeah, uh, dude, when Sting when Sting did the beat yeah, his chest, dude, pop popped, fucking laughed so hard, man. This was the best shit so, of the year. So so good. Sting's the best, <laughs> man. Sting's the fucking best. Like I love the fact that he just like acknowledged that that's what Orange Cassidy's thing was, but then also like went along with it. Like, put him over big time. Yeah. Like, that was fucking Sting great. Gets, that was just like... Sting gets it. <laughs> so good, dude. So uh, also, Cassidy. I don't want to ignore little Jimmy in the uh, the chat room, oh, yeah. but he asked, he asked, what's Meanie's favorite holiday drink of choice? Yeah, let me go back through here. I'll ask. I'll get some from the pod squad here, too. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, like around Christmas time, my big... <laughs> this, uh, I I was a big fan of Kahlua and cream back in the day. Ooh, you fancy, know? you fancy, but huh? I, yeah, pinky up, you know, uh, dude. I I didn't. My aunt Judy used to drink that all the time. And I, you know, I was like, what is that? Cause I was just enamored by the color of it. You know, just you know, it's like a like a light brown with the cream and yeah. Oh, it's Kahlua and cream, and then I drank it. I was like. That is a tasty drink, <laughs> and that was that was my basically uh, my entry point into my alcoholism. Uh, but uh, not alcoholism. No, I shouldn't I say that. That, no. that. that sounds like I'm making light of a, a disease, which is no joking matter. But that was my entry point of my consumption. Uh, you know, when I became le but when, when, I be when well, look, I drank before I was 21. You know, kayfabe. But, uh, you know, I kayfabed, you know, grandma about that, you know, go over to my buddy Justin's house, sit in the garage and just listen to metal and drink and drink beer all night that his uh, stepfather brought us. Uh, but, uh, you know, when I was legal, wink, wink, to drink, <laughs> uh, my grandma went out and bought me uh, some Kahlua and I would just, you know, sit in my room and, you know, this is like, uh, you know, you sit in your room and you just drink Kahlua and... But nowadays, it's just, I'm a big fan of this whiskey called, uh, it's called Quiet Man. Interesting. Okay. It's from, uh, I, I found it. Uh, Mrs. Meany and I went to England for the Eagles-Jaguars game at Wembley. And we had a layover on the way back in Ireland. 
And yeah, the duty free shop. So I'm like, oh, let's go get some booze. Did you say and duty? I, Did you say duty? <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I, I, dude, I'm, I dropped a couple during this podcast. I, I heard, you know what, dude? Pe- I was going to say something earlier when I heard it. I was like, that was fucking audible, dude. I knew you farted, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like you know, it's like you, you know when your toddler's taking a shit and he's just like, no, I'm not taking a shit. <laughs> you know? Just his face is no, beat red, not, dude. My f- favorite thing to do, and I don't mean to cut you off, but my favorite thing to do no, with the kids is I'll just like let one go, like you know when you eat something and they're just like really bad, like you just have yeah. the ones that are like that is toxic, like that. I think that might be like nuclear level. I'll let them yeah. go by my kids and I'll just be like, hey, buddy. Like, James, come here, give me a hug. You know, and he give me a hug, and he just catches, like, Jesus Christ, Dad. <laughs> like, ah, ah, I can't oh do it. Oh, my God. I can't do it right yeah. now. I can't do it to Courtney because she's pregnant right now. She was, uh, you know, she's, she'll puke all over the place. But, yeah, the kids, man, they're, you guys are living in the Wild West right now with your dad. Oh, so. I, I posted a video uh, over Thanksgiving or something like that. Uh, I farted next to my, 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 uh, my, my, not my niece, but my niece's daughter. I, I keep, I want to say great niece, but it's probably grand niece. I think it's your grand niece or your second cousin. Something I don't like know. That. Yeah. But she, <laughs> I, I did the video. I just started recording. I was like, I started blaming her for farting. She's like, no, she grabs my face. She goes, stop lying. <laughs> but, uh, you know, dude, you know, uh, little Jimmy in the chat room asked, do you like eggnog? Do I like eggnog? Who uh, but my eggnog farts are the fucking worst. It just, it's, it's like, I smell blood. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that smell? That's a unique Egg- uh, mystery substance number two in Beanie's underpants. Uh, I would like to know where the eggnog is right now because they fucking took it off the shelves at Wawa and I went really? to go get some. Yeah. I went to go get some on Christmas Eve and I couldn't find it anywhere. And then I went the day after Christmas and none of the Wawa's there's like 800 Wawa's I could throw a rock and I could hit three Wawa's yeah. as it's skipping, you know, none of them had it. I was like, what the fuck? I like Christmas just ended guys. And you had to pull the stock already. So I was, I was not, I was not pleased by this. So if anybody can find and locate some Wawa or locate some eggnog rather, in the general greater Philadelphia area, I would oblige and pay for it. But uh, you can uh, you, you can imagine how posh I felt the other day as I motherfucked the guy who took the last of the holiday blend. Oh <laughs> man, that's my favorite <laughs> coffee, dude. Yeah, that's you my son shit. of a bitch. And I was just like, man, I sound a little too fancy here. That for is my, my uh, shit, dude. My- I had my brother. My brother Matt used to work at the one of the Wawa's down in uh, in Dover, Delaware, and he bought me three bags of the the holiday blend and yeah. I literally use them all year long. But now if I can't find, I'm going to go look today, hopefully if I get a chance to leave my house, I'm going to go try to get some bags of that and, you know, store it and just basically hoard it. If I find any meanie, I'll send some your way. Um, <laughs> one final question and then we'll get out of here. We got to wrap up. Uh, Schlichter yeah. wanted to know um, your thoughts on the Tony Storm situation. Tony Storm was released very abruptly last night from the WWE uh, reports are indicating that she asked for her release. She was just in a title match, I guess two days ago now uh, with Charlotte flair at one of the live shows. Uh, this came as a really big shock to a lot of folks. And I, uh, I think Schlichter, and I guess, you know, me too. I'd be curious to know what your, we sort of touched on the releases and things that happened earlier, but what are your, what's your take on, uh, on Tony storm's release? Yeah, this is just really new to me because, um, uh 
you know, there's, you know, people I follow, they're like, oh, 2022 is going to be Tony Storm's year, WWE. And then it's like, uh, you know, that South Park meme, and it's gone, yep. you know? Yeah. It's just, I, I, there's more, there's got to be more to this story. For sure. Just for, to be on, you know, in the title match a couple days ago, ask for your release, ask for your release, get it, and then dip into your pocket and pay for your own flight home. Yeah, you know, that that's uh, who's the kid who used to be the uh, SmackDown GM that uh, he he flew himself home from a, a European tour. He, something happened. Somebody fucked with him overseas, and oh, he's like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. What's I, his name? He's like, fuck it. I quit. I go home. And I I want to go home. And he he went into his own pocket and and quit. You know? Yeah. There's got to be something. There's wow. got to be something. So, and, and I'm sure, you know, inside baseball. Uh, you know, we're recording on a Thursday. This is Monday. So by the time this comes out, we're probably going to sound real stupid because all the more details will come out, will have come out by then. But I'm saying this on a Thursday before it comes out on a Monday. I think we'll find out in the next couple of days something yeah. drastic had to happen for her to just go, you know what? I'm done. I want my release. I'm gone. And for them to go, okay. Right. Just to grant it to her. Yeah. Something yeah, must have happened because that's the kind of shit that I don't understand, right? Like, I think that's the the confusing part for me about even with Bray Wyatt. Like, here you have a guy who is their top merchandise seller. I think second only to the NWO, and he is, was he was becoming the new Undertaker. Yeah, I mean, he was literally like taking off. I mean, this guy was at uh, like white hot. He's not even red hot. He's white hot. Everything the guy does is is. I mean, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, everyone's paying attention to what Bray Wyatt is doing. And then all of a sudden he gets released. And it's like, what the hell happened? Like, how how do you let a talent like this go? So right. my first thought is something must have happened, right? Yeah. And that's what we talked about before. I know there's, there was a lot of like discourse about his mental health. Uh, there was a lot of discourse about mental health in general or just his personal life and things. He was still taking the Brody Lee passing pretty harsh. Right, which is understandable because uh, you know Brody Lee is is still beloved by so many. Yeah, it, it just you know uh, watching AEW last night and you know the Brody Lee signs that were there. It, you know, his anniversary just passing of his horrific you know passing. Yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, I think Bray was you know still reeling from that, and uh, you know sometimes you you just gotta say fuck it. I I, I got I gotta take a break. I gotta take take some me time. Mm-hmm. which it seems to be the case because he hasn't gone anywhere else to wrestle. No, he I is mean, just, he could have easily t- gone to AW. I'm sure Tony would have opened up that, that checkbook unbelievably fast to bring Bray Wyatt. And, and that goes back to my theory that Vince is letting people go just to drive up, you know, uh, AEW's, you know, overhead, you know, yeah. bringing in all this talent, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't think that Bray Wyatt is ne- is done with WWE. I foresee yeah. him being back at some point. And I also foresee Braun Strowman being back. I'm probably talking at a turn, but I always feel like, you know, because superstar Billy Graham just re-signed his Legends deal with WWE, right? That was a new story. That <laughs> really? Yeah, that was something that just happened the other day. So that's, that's that, you know, in the world where nothing shocks me, that shocks me. Expect the unexpected, pal. You know, because it's like, like Jimmy, I mean, not Jimmy Graham, superstar Billy Graham, uh, has always been that guy who's like hot or cold with WWE. Yeah. He likes them. He hates them. 
He likes them. He hates them. You know, he sold right. his fucking Hall of Fame ring because just Vince, because Vince said he doesn't know if there's going to be a physical building. Yeah. Why would you sell your ring over that? It's just, I love Billy Graham, but sometimes he does things to, uh, that makes me go, what? Yeah. You know, but now that you said he's resigned his Legends deal, geez. Yeah, he resigned. Well, he resigned. A, it says a five-year nostalgia contract with the WWE. It's from a fightful report that's out here. Um, Can I get one of those? Out. Yeah. Hey, listen. Let's uh, let's let's petition the courts, guys. Let's get Blue Meanie a nostalgia deal. Let's get him a Legends contract. I want to see a Mattel Elite Blue Meanie complete with shorts, yeah. complete with shorts with nuts that fall out. God damn it! That's what I want to <laughs> see. Uh, and, and friends, thank you so much for joining us on Absolutely. this very first ride of mine as the new co-pilot permanent co-pilot to the mind of the meanie um a little uh, little housekeeping here i know meanie and i talked about this a little bit uh in our you know our pod squad discussions and things and we have a lot of ideas we were going to have that we're going to get started on um but with the way things in the world are going you know and the and the, the, the constant changing with you know the, the coronavirus and everything else and you know that's happening in the world we're going to we're going to kind of pump the brakes a little bit we're going to give you guys the best content that we can to deliver to you virtually um we're going to continue to do a lot of merch things and you know maybe we'll do you know have meaning do some signings or something virtually we'll come up with some a lot of really great ideas in order to incorporate and get you guys involved not just the pod squad anybody listening to the show but i think right now meaning and i agree that it's really important to make sure that we're keeping ourselves safe, our family safe, and all of you safe. So right now we're gonna anything that we had kind of talked about, we're gonna pump the brakes on just for now until we kind of right until till we kind of get everything like you know figured out. It's a, yeah, like you know we you know this was a, a dream Josh and I had, like where we could just do a live show or like piggyback, like if there was a star cast and we could do a live right. show or if there's a wrestling event and we could do a, like a live show. But, and, and, you know, and it's something I still want to do for our pod squad, uh, you know, our folks over there on the Patreon, you know, but, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, we went to an event, you know, a couple of weeks ago and came out, we both came out of it, you know, kind of sick, you yeah. know, just, yeah, it's just like, man, I want to get together with, you know, our pod squad and have a big party and, you know, be able to look people in the eye, shake their hands, give them a hug. But at this point, it's just like, I, I want to, you know, stay on the side of safety and, uh, you know, just, um, you know, just you know, be safe, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, every, you know, the world heals itself. You know, yeah. I think, you know, hopefully, you know, things get back to somewhat normal, a new normal to where we can actually, you know, gather and, you know, be together. But, you know, I, I, I mean, we were having this discussion. I was like, I don't want to sound like we're we're nigging on a, on a deal, but right. you know, just for the safety of ourselves and you know the pod, pod squad who we love dearly. You know, they they these guys support us each and every week. Yeah, we're no, we're nothing without the pod squad. So, in order for us to keep a pod squad, we need the pod squad to be healthy and safe and uh, secure. So, yep, you know, we're, we're we're doing that with everybody's you know safety in mind. And like I said, we're we're going to have a lot of really cool shit that we're going to put together in 2022 for you. And as long as we can safely do it and we can gather together safely in a way that's going to be 
awesome for everybody. That's what we're going to do. So just keep it tuned. And don't forget, guys, if you want to, if you're listening to the show and you're not a patron on our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. There's all different types of levels you can get in right now. You can get a bunch of stuff early. You get this link. You get to watch us live. You get to see our beautiful faces on the camera <laughs> while we're recording the show. Uh, and again, a lot of cool content that we're going to have coming there. Uh, meanie, go ahead and throw your socials at them so we can get each other out of here for the day. Uh, if you want to follow the Blue Meanie, if you don't already, shame on you. But you can go to all platforms at Blue Meanie BWO, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, if you want to support the Blue Meanie, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Blue Meanie, where I just put up the great, incredible blue shirt, where it's uh, myself as the Incredible Hulk says, you wouldn't like me when, you won't like me when I'm blue. Uh, done by, uh, you know, so I got so many great, uh, great artists to help, uh, help me. Uh, Bill Wood came up with this, uh, t-shirt design. So go over to personallytees.com slash blue meanie. Uh, if you want to help, uh, a charity we're working with, uh, go to madcatbeardcare.com and get yourself some blue spruce, uh, over there. Uh, they're doing great things. All that money. Uh, I don't take a dime from those sales. Those, those money goes to help. Uh, take care of feral cats, you know, you get them to the, uh, get them, you know, sprayed and neutered and taken care of, you know, like bubbles from uh, trailer park boys got to take care of the kitties. So go to uh, madcatbeardcare.com, get some blue spruce. Uh, you can find me on Cameo, go to cameo.com slash blue mini BWO, which I just did like three of them before we start recording today. Uh, get them for anything, birthday wishes, uh, get wells, uh, anniversaries, whatever. Go to uh, cameo.com slash bluemeanybwo. And if you'd like to follow me, you can go ahead and check me out. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at thisisgoober. You can also pick up a shirt for Foundation Radio. You can you can follow me on Twitter for my uh, second program uh, at FND Radio Pod. You can also pick up a t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash Foundation Radio. Uh, we're going to have another, uh, another fun episode of Sam Watches Bad Wrestling Poorly. Uh, the executive <laughs> voice of Foundation Radio, and I guess the executive voice of the Mind of the Meanie, Sam Kreps, uh, is not a wrestling guy. He is not a wrestling fan, and I force him to watch the worst matches that have ever existed uh, that we can find on Peacock. So if you have any bad matches, Pod Squad, that you want Sam Kreps to watch, throw them my way, and I'll make uh, I'll make Sam suffer for an hour while we sit through it. Uh, but go ahead and check it out. You can go ahead and subscribe to that show, uh, Foundation Radio, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, along with Mind of the Meanie, Meanie, Thank you so much for your support. Thank you Thank so much you. for allowing me to captain this ship. Uh, and I look forward to coming back next week, everybody. So for the Blue Meanie, I am Adam Bernard. We are out of time. We will see you again next Monday right here. Same time, same blue time, same blue channel. Mind of the Meanie. Blue, 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 blue world order. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. 
This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Mini's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.